Hello and welcome to episode 133 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, your host as always. And with me today, I'm looking at this beautiful gentleman through the computer on Zoom, Ricardo Benavides. Welcome to the show. Right back at you, Jeremy. Yeah, how's it how's it going today? It's going well. It's going well. I know we uh we had scheduled to do this last week and some other stuff got in the way and then you know, Brandon's sick. I don't know where he's sick again doing something. Told him to take some probiotics. Needs to boost his gut health. Anyway, I've had a couple cancellations on interviews, so so here we are. Right back in the cool days of summer. Yeah, we had. We, yeah, we're the uh, we're the official Pacific Northwest uh, podcast or weather podcast of record here. Uh, yes, we uh, we're we're giving you guys the updates. Yeah, we had ninety degree weather for like three days, and now we're in the mid sixties, and looks like it's going to start raining. So, uh, welcome to the Northwest. Anyway, uh, we did find some really really interesting articles. We've been. Uh, kind of talking about for the last couple of weeks here that we thought we would would uh, discuss a little bit um, and, and instead of having a guest on because of some cancellations, people had some stuff coming up at the last minute. So uh, we do have some, some good guests scheduled for the next few weeks, but uh, just going to take some time to get, uh, get those recorded and, and put out. But uh, if, if anybody out there, if you're listening to this, you've obviously found the podcast. If you could share, like, rate, review, all that good stuff, uh, we would really appreciate it. We're pretty much everywhere you uh, can listen to podcasts. We're on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, all that good stuff, Apple Podcasts. Um, yeah, check us out, rate us, review us. We appreciate all of the, all of your help there. And yeah, anyway, Ricardo, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. I survived yesterday. You know, uh, like you said, the Northwest, you never know what you're going to get. Right. And um, we had um, not almost 100 degrees here in Auburn. So on my back patio yesterday it was 98. So it was pretty freaking warm. And today, like you said, I think it's uh, right now 58 degrees. So, yeah, that's quite the cool down. So um, yeah. but um <clears throat> You know, you know I, Ricardo, I just want to say, I want to let the people know you, my house didn't get that hot yesterday because uh, of your wonderful ingenuity. Um, I, I had bought this huge shade device that I, I saw at your house like five years ago and I bought and just it's been sitting in my shed for, for that time because I couldn't figure out how to get it put up and you came over boom boom and, and friend of the podcast sarah clark helped you a little bit and we got that thing up back of my house stayed cool it was it was a wonderful wonderful time yes it was great um yeah it's a roman shade is what they are so okay, that's um what they're called. yeah yeah that's what at least i've heard them called so yeah it provides uh, jeremy with some additional outdoor living space which is nice so he's not in the direct sun when he's out there, or neither am I. <laughs> and yeah, uh, it makes, no, it, makes it quite comfortable to gaze out on the lake there. And uh, yeah, no, it's perfect, man. It really did keep my house nice and cool. So oh, I'm glad to, I'm glad Appreciate it made a difference. Appreciate I'm glad it that. made. Yeah, you're welcome. Just yeah, anytime. Flowers, man, while I can. All right. <laughs> okay. 
no, thank you for doing that. It's, it, it really works amazingly. So get, get well, on you know, Amazon, people. You know what, Jeremy, I, I really kind of feel bad. You know, you've, you've had that for like five years and you've mentioned it before. And, you know, it just, you know, we're always focused on something else when I get down there right. and, you know, and um, I just don't um, because, you know, you never complain, you know, that's the thing about you. That's what's the, the beauty about Jeremy Dixon. He never complains about anything, at least uh, not in, to a way that bums you out, you know, and then um, I don't know what brought it up again. But um, once you did, I said, well, you know, I'm going to make that my number one goal, get that out there and get make it a little more comfortable for you. Oh, you know, I appreciate it. I, yeah. I, I think the hundred degree weather is what brought it up. I was like, I need I need to get this damn thing up here. I'm going to yeah. bring it up so, to Ricardo, see what we can do. So, yeah, no, but, thank you, man. I really yeah, I can't thank you enough for getting that up. It really did help. Yeah. And you're welcome. And uh, quit thanking me. So, but, um, you know, and that's the beauty, like I said, you know, about you is that you don't complain. And I see that uh, common in um, people that you interview often, right? Is that people that become disabled or have a disability um, on, on your podcasts um, move forward with life and uh, overcome those obstacles. And that's the beauty of your uh, podcast. I, I appreciate I mean, you know, it's, yeah, like, and I feel like most people with the spinal cord injury or or disability or paralysis or whatever the case. I mean, most people can complain about something. You can find something to, to be upset about or, or be down about or whatever. It just, you know, it doesn't really, doesn't do any good to, to be constantly complaining about stuff. So yeah, I'm, uh, I appreciate the, the kind words. Though. Thank you, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so the first, you know, we did have, we had three articles we found. Um, one I'm, I'm, very i'm i don't know how to feel about we'll get to that one last okay um but the first one was uh out of the university of birmingham um and scientists there i think this is in england scientists at the university of birmingham have found that an existing drug may reduce damage after spinal cord injury by blocking the inflammatory response in the spinal cord uh, their research shows that AstraZeneca's AZD1236 can significantly reduce secondary damage caused by the body's response to a spinal cord injury. And, you know, this is big because we, we talk all the time about the, the body's response, the inflammation, which is what does the majority of damage with a spinal cord injury after the fact, right? So if they can figure out a way to stop this, that you know that's always a, a good thing i mean and we we hear about these kind of drugs coming up every every so ever so often um with you, you know you, you hear you hear this one or that one's going to reduce the swelling um i got a drug when i was in the hospital um yep yeah i remember yeah i remember that was that that was i was gonna say this is very similar when i read this reminded me of um you know, that was experimental at the time, and I don't think right. it's even available now, right? Yeah, it's not. All right. they, I think they started using it for something completely different called Cygen is what I got. Um, but yeah, this this AZD1236, it says, uh, um, so it basically it says a key factor of SCI secondary damage is the breakdown of the blood slash spinal cord barrier, uh, which results in oderma which is excess fluid buildup around the spinal cord and this azd1236 is 
uh, a potent and selective inhibitor of two enzymes, MMP-9 and MMP-12, uh, giving the medication both orally and injecting it directly into the spinal column significantly blocked those two enzymes. So they tried this multiple ways uh, and both ways worked, worked very well. Um, it says other studies showed that the drug blocked cytokine development in the spinal cord as well and was found to be 82% more effective in blocking neuropathic pain than Lyrica or Gabapentin. So they even tried using this as, as a pain reliever um, type of, uh, you know, for people dealing with neurogenic pain, which is a big, big issue with, with uh, spinal cord injury or, paral or paralysis in general. Um, and they said that in animal models, the drug was also shown to significantly increase nerve regeneration with a dramatic 80% retention of nerve function, which translates into an 85% increase in movement and sensation post-injury. Uh, these results were found after three days of treatment, which started within 24 hours of injury. Within three weeks, the treated animals were seeing unprecedented recovery compared to the control group. So this, this is like a miracle drug. If, if it's, if what they're saying is true, I mean, if it's able to, you know, block uh, or in, in, increase uh, retention of nerve function and nerve regeneration after yeah, was, injury, that's crazy. Yeah. And so what I was reading it, um, I think this is the one that's the closest to, um, not, uh, I don't want to use the word cure, but it's the closest thing to helping you recover um, lost nerve and reattachment than anything else. Cause there currently isn't there any, there's nothing out there that right. does something like this. Right. So, um, you know, e even if it's at that, what was it your number? 85% you said improvement. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, 85 yeah. <laughs> Over zero is 85% increase in movement and sensation yeah, after yeah. injury. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Over zero is fantastic. So, and that's after um, only three days of treatment. Yeah. Yeah. If, if it started within the first 24 hours. And this, I mean, being that it's, I know how people feel about drug companies right now. We're not going to get political, um, but AstraZeneca could probably mass produce this thing and have it in every major hospital in the country you know, or, or around the world really with, with, you know, within months or, or weeks even. And yeah, I mean, and I think it said at the end of the article, they're going to start, they're aggressively pursuing uh, human trials uh, to start hopefully this year. So. Yeah. And so that's good news. So again, the, the uh, drug is uh, what's it called again? Uh, AZ AZ AZD. Yeah. And that's an important thing to, uh, to remember. I mean, you know, almost it should be something that people put on their, uh, you know, you ride a motorcycle or you uh, work uh, doing some dangerous sports or uh, risky work where you might injure yourself in a way that could lead to uh, paralysis. I mean, you might want to put that in your um, wallet next to your medical card that says, please try this, you know, because, yeah. you know, in your case, right, the only reason um, you got treated with your uh, drug was because uh, we asked for it and because we found it. It wasn't something that they had on the shelf, right? Right. 
And didn't I get, didn't they start it like a little bit later than what they were hoping? I mean, yeah, yeah, the, the, you were, yeah, you were right on the edge of the golden window of opportunity. You were right at the, you know, within the 12th hour of being able to make it work. So, hmm. yeah. yeah and, 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 and so, like, maybe I would have had even better because they thought I was going to be on a ventilator. A respirator, yeah. Yeah, yeah. not be able to, to move my arms at all. And I, I can move my right arm pretty well and my left arm somewhat. Um, but, yeah, I mean, who knows what it would have what it would have done if, if I would have gotten yeah. it right away, if that would have been readily available uh, at the hospital there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, it sounds kind of crazy, but that's what I was thinking, you know, especially since I, uh, you know, I've been up on ladders and on a roof and stuff like that, you know, you, you know, they say the, the, the ordinary day, right. The simplest thing can lead to, uh, you know, even actually when I was hanging your uh, Roman sail, I stepped off cause mm-hmm. I thought it was on the bottom rung and I Correct. missed a step. Yeah. So you know, you fall backwards. Me, yeah. yeah. No, I know. So, I was talking to you last week and you were on your roof cleaning the roof. And yeah. I was like, wait, you, I'll call you back. Like, just concentrate. Be, be safe, man. I'll concentrate. <laughs> and you told me that you had, uh, you had your, you were tied off to the, uh, to the yeah. bumper to the of chimney. your truck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me it's to the bumper of your truck, hoping somebody. Yeah, I left the keys in it running, off. hoping that somebody would end my misery. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh man. But, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So that I, mean, I, I think that's uh, that's very significant. Uh, if if this drug that it sounds like was just kind of on the shelf at AstraZeneca could actually be used for something so you know so amazing for so many people, you know, if we can get this, get this in, you know, hopefully the human trials go well and, and doesn't uh, do anything crazy to anyone. But uh, yeah, I mean, this, this could be a real game changer for sure. Yeah. So what are we going to talk about next year, Jer? The next study here, Ricardo, is uh, so yeah, in another study here, Ricardo, researchers have designed an ultra thin flexible and minimally invasive neural probe that is capable of not only recording neural activity, but also stimulating specific sets of neurons using light, which that, I mean, that was kind of the headline that had me like, okay, what are, what are we talking about here? So it says that the probe is about a one fifth of the width of a human hair and would be optimal for studying small and movable areas of the nervous system, like the spinal cord or the peripheral cells that help. And those are the cells outside of the kind of blood brain barrier that um, help relay messages to the rest of the body. Uh, It says co-senior author of the study, Axel Nimmerjohn, who is also the associate professor in the weight Advanced Biophotonic Center at the Salk Institute for Biological Studies. Say that three times fast. Yeah. Uh, he says that this is where you need a really small, flexible probe that can fit in between vertebrae to interface with neurons and can bend as the spinal cord actually moves, which is makes a lot of sense. Uh, the probe is also able to be implanted and survive inside the body uh, without issue for a longer amount of time because it's more compatible and uh, more compatible with biological tissue and less prone to triggering an immune response, which is really important as well. Um, 
you know, you, you hear about their, you know, with the 3D printing, they're using a lot of biodegradable material that will, that your body won't attack. So that, you know, anytime you have something foreign in your body, it's gonna, gonna attack. And that's why people, um, you know, like Brandon donated his kidney um, the guy who got the kidney and asked to take anti-rejection medicine for the rest of his life, uh, which really reduces his, uh, you know, just his uh, immune health. So that's a good thing that they can find. They, they didn't really explain in the article, though, how the uh, how it's compatible with the bio uh, biological tissue of the body. But I'll just take their word for it, I guess. Yeah. And um, so what's really interesting about this is that it's also, it's a, um, has a by, it, it, it can be triggered by two different ways, light and electrical. So um, I don't know what the light does to stimulate neurons. Um, but, um, you know, there's probably other applications to like epilepsy and um, maybe Parkinson's and stuff like that, other uh, disorders in the brain that um, are triggered, triggering things in the nervous system other than paralysis. So that's interesting enough too. Right, absolutely. Yeah, and it says in the article, it said that uh, the thing that sets the probe apart is that it has uh, two channels. One is an electrical channel, so it can stimulate like a regular, uh, regular electrode. And then it also has an optical channel that can record the electrical activity of the neurons and stimulate specific sets of neurons using light. So yeah, I'm not sure how that uh, that light affects uh, you know, being able to trigger the neurons, but maybe it's in conjunction with the electrical so, stimulation as well. Yeah, so maybe when it records something, right? So it's like, um, you know, let's say you implanted one and you connect it to part of your brain that you know, moves your right arm, right, in your hand, make hands movements. And since um, it doesn't, you know, I've seen ones where they have like exoskeletons that record um, the movement. People have to re retrain their muscles, right? And they, it's in a chip. So when the person thinks about picking up a cup, you know, that chip then records that thought pattern records that right. in the brain and then it gets implanted to the chip and then the chip is wired to the muscles in the hand i wonder if it's something like that that they could use yeah that that makes a lot of sense i, I would imagine that probably is and i actually uh sent an email out to axel axel nimmerjohn um i hope i didn't say alex i'm a little dyslexic sometimes axel nimmerjohn uh i sent an email out to him to try to get him on the show to come on and, and talk a little bit about this so we could get an answer to some of these questions because i yeah i have a few few questions about it as well um and I, i'd be yeah it's it's very interesting though very interesting um and I, so I wanted to say the, the probes were actually implanted into the brains of live mice for up to a month, and they caused very minimal uh, inflammation in the brain, which is good. Uh, the probes were able to record electrical activity from neurons with high sensitivity and could also be used to stimulate the neurons in the mice's cortex to move their whiskers. So... That's pretty interesting. And I don't, and they didn't really say if these mice, if they had given them spinal cord injuries, 
um, paralyzed them. So I'm not sure if they were just doing like putting them in to see if they would work and they could get them, you know, get their hand to move or whatever, you know, their paw to move, their whisker to move just to see what they could do. Um, or if it's something they, they went in and, and stimulated the spinal cord itself as well. So I don't know about that. Um, but Nimmerjohn also said uh, it has been a technical challenge to record from the dynamic and tiny structure. And we think that our probes and future probe arrays have the unique potential to help us study the spinal cord, not just understand it on a fundamental, fundamental level, but also have the ability to modulate its activity. So, I mean, that in itself, I mean, just being able to study the spinal cord, like you were saying, like retracing kind of the movement you have to make to reach over and pick up a cup and take a sip of coffee, you, you know, backtracking that, like go, yeah, you know, tracing it back to, to the uh, exact steps that it takes to do that is, you know, priceless. So. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully they can, hopefully they can get that cracking sooner than later. And I think these guys are, are looking into getting their study um, moved over to human trials sooner than later as well. So a couple of uh, really, really important, um, really important possibilities that uh, could both, you know, one for more immediate injuries and one for longer term injuries that could could really help with how to uh, how to combat this uh, this illness. I mean, I think it could be huge. Yeah, it would be great. You know, I mean, um, you know, the Live to Walk Again podcast, you know, would love it if we had a big bang. But sometimes we have to take uh, tiny steps. Right. And yeah. if this was something that takes a tiny step to add a little bit of mobility, you know, whether it's picking up a cup or um, using your cell phone differently or whatever have you, you know, more dexterity, that would be fantastic. Exactly. And yeah, we I can't wait, Ricardo, until we don't have a podcast to do anymore. Because, yeah. uh, you know, researchers, let's go. May, put us out of business, please. Yeah. Uh, so the third and final, um, third and final story, Ricardo, that we have that uh, makes it. And Brandon, I'm glad Brandon's not here because he would just be criticizing me the entire time. Uh, it's about Formula One racer Max Verstappen. I know what Formula Formula One driver Max Verstappen. I don't know why I called him a racer. I apologize. Uh, anyway, Brandon hates that I'm. He hates all the people that are new Formula One fans because of the Netflix show. I don't know why because he's a little hater. Um, but anyway, so Formula One race, Formula One driver Max Verstappen is auctioning off his Honda Civic Type R for the Wings for Life charity that supports spinal cord injury research. Um, and the starting bid on the car is $37,000. So uh, that's awesome. Like I, like the, the reason that I'm torn on this one is because I, I'm a, a Formula One fan and I hate Max Verstappen until I read this article. And now I'm like, well, I guess he's not that bad. Well, you, you loathed him. You didn't really. You and, yeah, I don't, hate, I don't really right? hate yeah. yeah, there's very yeah. few people in this world I hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was not the biggest fan of Max Verstappen. I'm generally rooting against him. But now I feel like 
feel torn. I was emailing or texting you and your your uh, your two sons, who were the ones that got me hooked on uh, Formula One. And I was just like, and we none of us really really like him all that much, and so we we're all you know, laughing that we have to start rooting for him now. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, that's uh, great. He he races for uh, he drives for Red Bull Racing, uh, which is uh, tied in pretty tightly with the Wings for Life charity. I believe they've had a few, you know, because they have all those like crazy extreme sports where there's guys like uh, wearing those those body wing suits where they just jump off of a cliff and float down for you know fly through through yeah the, the, yeah the the this Morocco mole squirrel suits. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They have, they have, uh, yeah, all kinds. And we like, we had um, Paul Basagoidia on. I think he was racing, or they made a Red Bull documentary about him. Um, and, and I don't know if he was like sponsored by Red Bull at the time when, when he got injured in a, a downhill mountain biking accident. But um, they kind of sponsor all that stuff, and so they're tied in pretty tightly with the Swings for Life charity because there's been a number of Red Bull athletes or, you know, during these Red Bull uh, activities that, that um, they put on that the, the guys have gotten or, you know, men and women have gotten spinal cord injuries. So um, it's nice to see that they're at least, you know, tied in with a charity that, that really supports spinal cord injury research and, and all of that. So that's, I, I thought that was pretty cool though, that, that Max Verstappen is going to, going to donate money to, or, you know, donate his car to get auctioned off to, to raise money for, for a charity like this. So. And, you know, you would hope to think that the guy we loathe also, you know, puts up his own money too. <laughs> right. For, right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Lewis Hamilton, so. you're up buddy. Yeah. See what you got. Yeah, yeah exactly. But yeah, man. <laughs> so um, we're going to have some, some great guests on the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, Mike Nichols is going to be on, who is a young man who got injured um, playing hockey in high school. And he is, uh, he's tied in with the uh, Christopher and Dana Reeve uh, Foundation. He's good friends with a uh, friend of the podcast, Eric Legrand. Uh, they're both out there in New Jersey. So we're going get, to get him on the show. And I also came across this uh, this young guy named uh, Stefan Gelly, who um, basically I saw an, uh, an article about him um, getting a job at Fenway Park. He's a big Red Sox fan out there in Boston, so I'm not going to hold that against him. But, um, yeah, he got a job at Fenway Park. He, like, loves baseball and stuff. So uh, I thought that was kind of cool. And, uh, you know, he's going to school trying to be a, a – psychiatrist and he's going to try and um, you know be a therapist for people with, with other people with spinal cord injuries so thought that was kind of cool as well so, very cool that is very cool yeah 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 so so yeah it's a little bit of a short episode today we just wanted to get something out here for everybody um i thought i i, I don't like Sorry, this is this. I feel like this uh, episode is just as important though because these are super interesting uh, articles, especially the first two, um, just about you know breakthroughs in in the research field here. So, so we, we we need it. We need more of it. So don't want to miss miss any uh, opportunities to talk about some of these great uh, research teams that are studying this stuff. 
Yeah. And, you know, if you guys have any off time out there and you want to get interested in F1, the Netflix <laughs> um, shows Formula are uh, One, Drive Formula to Survive. Yeah, Drive to Survive. It's pretty interesting. Uh, you know, people just think it's uh, cars zipping around going really fast, but there's a lot of engineering, like the stuff we were just talking about here mm -hmm. to make things better. You know, it's a different type of engineering, but, um, you know, I'm sure that uh, the guys that are working on this stuff, I mean, um, what was the one guy out of uh, Texas that uh, had nothing, he didn't want to do anything, uh, Jeremy, with, uh, had no interest in spinal cord injuries and um, came across something. Oh, and uh, I'm blanking on his name. I, know, I yeah. know who you're talking about, but I cannot remember his name for the life of me now. Um, but it was a different type you know, of engineering. Yeah. yeah, it was a different type of engineering in it. And, um, and he ended up uh, working on spinal cord injuries. Yeah. And, and, yeah. yeah. So I think that was like around episode, it was in the one tens somewhere out there. So. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's not Samuel's stuff. I'm looking right now. Dylan McCready. Yeah. It was Dylan. Yeah. There McCready. you go. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Dylan McCready. Shout out. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to say something real quick because I was uh, I was I have to do some more research on this. But I'm so my brother, Matt, I'm in a group chat with him and Brandon and another couple of our friends. And the other day we we're talking, he Matt is a big Miami Hurricanes football fan for some unknown reason. And he was he there's some there was an article out the other day about these nil deals name image and likeness that college players are able to get now and this kid signed a high school kids junior in high school about you know going into his senior year and he got a 9.5 million dollar contract basically to go play football for the university of miami and we we're all giving him a hard like oh that's you know like they're they're cheating or saying we we're just giving him a hard time about it in our group chat and uh i was like yeah we're, we're like washington husky fans me and brandon and i was like yeah well university of washington we'd rather like cure cancer or find a cure for paralysis more than more than pay uh high school athletes to come play college football and he was like university of miami has the best you know uh one of the best medical facilities ever and that's true because they have the, the miami project down there but they told me that the and he sent an article over. I just didn't read the whole thing yet, but he said that the medical facility, medical school at the University of Miami, like gives a bunch of money to the football program. And I was like, "What in the hell is that about? Like, you got that should, should be the other way around." I think. Oh yeah, definitely. Maybe like uh, nine million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. like what the hell man this is some bs so i have to dig into that a little more man I'm coming for you university of miami <laughs> yeah. so. anyway well yeah if you guys could i uh, appreciate you listening if you're still if you've hung on till the end appreciate that even more uh, if you could listen like rate review share all that good stuff we would appreciate it, it helps us with the algorithms um, you know, we're just trying to find a cure for paralysis. So come with us on the journey. Yep. We're here. All right. Ricardo, okay. until next week, man, I will uh, talk to you here soon. Thank okay. you, everybody.